Full Scope, Human Longevity and Performance Podcast. We want you to become the most exceptional, high-performing version of yourself. And to facilitate this, we are giving away the Longevity Fundamentals Handbook absolutely free. This is a tremendous resource that will tell you the lifestyle behaviors and mindset that will lead to the best outcomes and longevity. To get this, go to our website, wondermedicine.com or fullscope.org, put in your email, and we will send you this amazing resource, the Longevity Fundamentals Handbook. Blue Zones. Locations where people forget to die. Places where people live longer and better without even trying. Today on Full Scope, we're going to review Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. This is a Netflix 2023 documentary with four episodes, and it's based on a 2008 book, The Blue Zones, Lessons for Living Longer from People Who've Lived the Longest. This book and this documentary is by Dan Buettner. He's a journalist. He is a National Geographic Explorer and New York Times bestselling author. Blue Zones, these are places, geographic regions, where people's life expectancies are much higher than in other parts of the world. Additionally, Blue Zones have a much higher percent of people that live to 100 years or older than other parts of the world. These places hold secrets that the rest of us should be trying to learn a lot about, particularly us longevity and performance gurus. Okay, Blue Zones. How did this idea get started? Well, it started in 2004. There was a paper, Identification of a Geographic Area Characterized by Extreme Longevity in the Sardinia Island. This paper was published by Gianna Pess and Michael Poulain. Essentially, they went through Sardinia Island and circled the areas where people were living the longest, and they circled them in blue. Dan Buettner gets a hold of this paper and states, wow, that's a good mystery. And he goes on a quest to, one, find more of these areas, and two, figure out what might be leading these people to live longer, better lives than in other parts of the world. So he gets the help of a team of epidemiologists, and he uncovers five initial blue zones. One, of course, is is Sardinia Island uh, in Italy. Another one is Okinawa, Japan. Nicoya, Costa Rica, the Nicoya Peninsula to be exact. Icaria, Greece. And then in the United States, Loma Linda, California. In these areas, people are essentially four times more likely to live to 100 than in the United States, and life expectancies are are greater than 85 years. This is opposed to the United States' current life expectancy of 76 years. So these areas have something we don't, and we need to learn from them. So we've got three islands one peninsula in Central America, and a city in California that all have life expectancies and the possibility of living to 100 at a much greater rate than the rest of the world. 
what is going on here? Well, Dan Buettner came up for theories on why, and he basically summarized them into four big pillars. They are connect, outlook, move naturally, and eat wisely. And I want to go through each of these. I think this is really the crux of the documentary, the crux of the book, and the greatest lessons to be learned from the Blue Zone ideas in general. It is a theory. It's not proven. But these things make a lot of logical sense when you put them in the context of other research and uh, and basically just common sense and logic in general. So connect. These people invest in relationships more. They keep family around more. And they have lifelong friends. Community is so important for health and longevity, being a part of something, being about something, and having a society that connects uh, fundamentally as a part of the culture is so important. That's what we're missing right now in the United States, and no surprise that our average life expectancy is going down. Get out there, meet friends, support your family, support your loved ones, be there to help. The next one, outlook. These people have a vocabulary for purpose. Purpose is built into the society and the fabric of every individual. Purpose is so important. It gives direction to our life. It gives meaning to our life. And it allows decisions to be made easier because you have a focal point, a viewpoint, a ideology um, upon which to make those decisions. These areas often have a strong face, um, Christianity, other, other faith-based um, parts of their community. They have daily rituals, and they show up to these rituals and faith ceremonies. Okay, the next thing, and what I think is probably the most important thing, is move naturally. These people are walking wherever they go. They are sitting on the floor. They are forcing themselves to get into tough positions. They are moving. They're active. They're gardening. In fact, having a garden and working in a garden by hand is a really common theme among a lot of these societies. And they all work. Work is a part of the culture. If you compare this to, say, for instance, the United States, where we drive everywhere. We sit in chairs all the time. We avoid stairs like the plague. The problems start to make a lot of sense. Moving naturally and building movement into your day is so important. We in the United States have gyms, we have fitness centers, and I think these things are important. I think there's a lot of value to these things, but it's funny because the idea of a gym or a fitness center in some of these areas, like for instance, um, Sardinia, Italy, would seem so silly because they're just walking up and down hills, gardening, digging, moving, working. They are just living movement all the time, and that is something that we all need much more. Okay, the final thing is eat wisely. It's pretty simple. Eat whole, real foods. These people do not eat ultra-processed food. They do not eat junk food. They don't eat things in bags and boxes. The food that they eat would be recognizable to our great-great-great-grandparents. These people are mostly eating heavy produce with a uh, minority of animal products, but animal products are often there except for in a few uh, communities like Loma Linda, California. So they already made, they're eating uh, dairy a lot of times, they're eating animal products, but the majority 
is produce. And probably the biggest thing about the way that they eat that's different than us is moderation. A lot of them have culture ideas like stop eating when you're 80% full. In contrast to the U.S., which is stop eating when your plate's full or when you're stuffed and euphoric from the food high. Additionally, a lot of these cultures are having a glass or two of wine a night or a day. This is usually in the context of social situations. I would not recommend having a glass of wine by yourself while you sit on the couch alone and watching TV. But if you make a habit of getting together with your neighbors, your loved ones, your people, and having a drink or two while you socialize, while you engage your brain, while you engage with other people, that's probably a net good thing. So those are the four big take-homes. Connect, build relationships, outlook, live with a purpose, move naturally, get out there and move by, uh, you know, by design, walk everywhere, get in challenging positions, stop sitting in chairs all the time, sit on the floor, move and eat wisely, eat whole foods and eat them in moderation. You do these four things, you will live longer, period. All right, I want to dive into one idea that I thought was interesting. And uh, Dan Buettner hit on this several times during the documentary. And that is that these communities do not put their elderly folks in homes. They do not use assisted living facilities. They don't use skilled nursing facilities. And this is very different than the United States. And as somebody who treats these older people in the hospital, who knows the situation, I got to tell you, Old people, if you want to live with your family, if you want to be kept out of a home, this has to be earned. If you need help standing up out of a chair, if you need one or two people to help you, then you think your family can keep you at home? If you don't have enough cognitive capacity to not uh, walk out of the house and walk down the street and not know where you are, or if you're a danger to yourself, burning yourself cooking, a danger to use the stove, that's going to be a problem. The old people in these communities are different than the old people we have in the United States. Their mind is working better. Their body is working much, much better. These people are not only standing up from sitting, they're standing up from sitting on the floor. So, old people, if you want to, or rather, middle-aged people, if you want to be the old person that gets invited to live with family, train Get yourself in good enough shape so that you don't have to ruin your younger family members' lives so they can host you. Otherwise, you're probably going to end up in a home. The people in the United States are just so different than the elderly people I saw in the videos that it was unbelievable to me. And I think the idea that that Dan has that, you know, keep people out of old homes, old folks' homes and nursing homes is better for people. I think there's a lot of merit to that, but I think there's a big difference between the United States elderly people that really can't move at all and can't do things for themselves and the older people in these communities that are amazingly independent uh, and and able to move and do things. All right. What about a modern day blue zone? What about an area that's maybe bigger, maybe a bigger society? Well, I want to take a look at Singapore, and this is the country that was highlighted in uh, the Netflix documentary, uh, Live to 100 Blue Zones. In 
Singapore, according to the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, the average life expectancy at birth is 86.5 years. This is the second highest country life expectancy in the world, second only to Monaco. And Monaco crushes it, according to the CIA, at 89.6 years. But Monaco is a special special situation. This is the second smallest country in the world to the Vatican. It's less than one square mile. It's on the French Riviera. It's got about 40,000 residents. And it's it's a tax haven for the wealthiest individuals in the world. This attracts the wealthiest, most talented, best people in the world. And that is really going to skew the longevity numbers. In contrast, Singapore, An island in Southeast Asia has the second highest population density of any country in the world. It's globalized. It's approximately 283 square miles and has 5.5 million residents within that. Singapore has four main languages, one of which is English. And so if you're traveling, you meet people from Singapore, they speak perfect English. It's awesome. Singapore, you are crushing it. In the U.S., 80% of people have cars. In Singapore, about 11% of people have cars. Public transit is used by people in Singapore, uh, by, by half the people in Singapore every day. Half of the population uses public transit day, daily. They've done a great job with city planning in Singapore. They build in natural scapes, uh, trails, walkways, um, workout areas, and and fitness facilities. They enjoy less than 10% obesity compared to U.S.'s 30 or 40 or even 50%, depending on where you are. And they enjoy some of the lowest healthcare costs in the world. During the documentary segment on Singapore, they actually interviewed a physician uh, in Singapore on his philosophies, and I thought it was fascinating. Basically, they asked him first, you know, why why are you a doctor? And basically he said, you know, treat a patient, feel joy. I, I get so much joy every time after I treat a patient. This is enjoying the process. This doctor is doing it right. He's enjoying his day-to-day work. He's enjoying his life and what he does. I thought that was awesome. But the next thing he said blew me away. They asked this doctor, what do you think is the best advice if someone tells you they want to live a long time? And he said simply, work hard every day. Be honest. Be humble. I was thrilled to hear him say that. Work is such a healthy, meaningful part of people's lives. People need to work harder. They need to enjoy their work. And they need to be honest with themselves. And they should be humble. I thought that was incredibly good advice. I love the work part. And it was so happy to hear a doctor in this country where people are living almost 10 years longer than the United States have such a better viewpoint about his day-to-day work and the advice he should be giving people that want to live longer. If you think about that, Uh, you come to realize that every time you, as a doctor, put somebody on Social Security disability, you are undercutting their ability to work, you are shortening their life, you are doing them a disservice. So how is Singapore different than the United States? Well, the walking part is huge. People are walking, they're taking public transit, they're moving by design. What else? They have a philosophy of work hard and around community and how 
people working supports that community and is a must. We need much more of that in the United States. We need people that want to work hard to contribute to society. And then finally, what else? Well, it struck me as interesting that they have four national languages. So I assume that children in Singapore are learning at least two, if not three or four languages. When I think about the United States, I think about some idiot that gets mad when someone speaks to them in another language like Spanish or French or something like that. And it's just pathetic, really. What we should be doing is trying to learn a second or third language ourselves because it's so good for your brain. It's so good for your neuroplasticity and the ability to understand things from a different perspective, a different cultural idea. And I I thought that was really interesting. I think the U.S. needs more walking, uh, less cars, um, more languages, more opportunities to expand our brains, and just a culture of work. All right, those are the Blue Zones. Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica, Ikaria, Greece, and Loma Linda, California, USA. Remember, the lessons of Dan Buettner. Connect. Invest in relationships. Invest in family and friends. Outlook. Have a purpose and live by that purpose. Move naturally. Walk everywhere. Sit on the floor. Get moving. And eat wisely. Choose whole foods. Heavy produce and eat in moderation. Those were the big lessons. I think that's a really cool thing. I'm so happy that a journalist was able to uncover and popularize this idea of a blue zone. And he and other people are now trying to transform areas into blue zones, changing behaviors such that people in whole geographic regions live longer. Pretty cool stuff, guys. Hope you enjoyed the blue zones. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Scope Podcast and investing in your health. I'm Dr. Bill Randenberg. If you're enjoying the content, please rate, review, and share this content with all of your friends online and all your social media platforms. Please understand that this podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure your specific medical condition. This podcast does not create any type of doctor-patient relationship between myself, Dr. Brandenburg, and you, the listener. If you do need help with your life, with your health, with anything regarding your longevity or performance, please check out wondermedicine.com. Our longevity and performance program is the best in the world and is ready to help you right now, today, become the best possible possible individual you can be. Thanks. Bye-bye.